my name is Sarah Sanchez. I'm here and I am the founder of Regenerated. And I have a guest today and uh, she is a, a daughter in the spirit. And uh, her name is Sonia. And I just, uh, she, she's going to be sharing with uh, everyone today what God, uh, some of what God has done in her life. And how are you, Sonia? Hi, I'm doing good. Good. And um, so we're just going to have uh, an informal chat today. So get comfortable. And um, uh, I want you to know that Sonia is a millennial. And um, so if you um, know any millennials and uh, this speaks to you or, or you know uh, any millennials who might benefit from this, please share, that, share this with them or anyone else. And so thank you for being with us. And I just want to, um, uh, we're just going to talk about uh, what God has done in Sonia's life up to this point. And of course, we, uh, God is doing things in all of our lives. And so, um, you know, we haven't got, uh, we haven't arrived where God has, uh, is taking us um, in our uh what he is doing so we are working out our salvation as long as we are alive so um sonia i want to uh ask if you would just talk about yourself and uh how about your walk with the lord uh tell us uh how long you've been walking with the lord and um it, how your life was before you started walking with the lord well i've been walking with the lord for six years going on seven years so i started in 2015 uh prior to walking with the lord my life was just completely lost um i was in dark areas of my life uh just i mean just completely lost into the world into what what the world calls i guess fun and happiness uh, I was a uh, I was around 22 years old 22 23 when I started walking with with the Lord so that was that's around the time where the parting and everything usually starts yeah so that so that that's good <laughs> I mean it's yeah. a good thing 22 and uh usually 22 um um uh, uh, people who are that age usually uh even when they were brought up christian um with uh christian principles and they um usually tend to walk away or um that is a time of rebellion and walking away from the lord and confusion so that's really good that you for you it was different and um so uh, would you like to share uh, a little bit of uh, specific, uh, some like more, be more specific on some of the things that were going on in your life? Yes, I, I actually was, uh, I had gotten uh, into drugs, uh, a lot of like sex and partying, raving, clubbing. I would drink a lot. Um, so it was, and um, it wasn't like I always did that. I actually started when I was 
around 21. Uh, so it lasted a couple years there that I really completely got lost in that. Um, so just not only consuming the drugs, selling drugs, just I, I went so deep into the world. Um, so that that's that's what I was mainly doing. Okay, so um, when I met you, um, I was really led. Uh, I was really led by the Holy Spirit. Um, like the Holy Spirit, um, um, just um, he. Um, I could uh, just uh, see the Holy Spirit highlighting you, um, and uh, so I. I know. I felt that. I felt the Lord's love for you, and I know that, that God wanted to do something in your life um, to bring change into your life and uh, meet the need that you had. And of course, um, you know, because of his love for you, but um, what that, uh, the meeting of that need, perhaps it's, it was something different for you, but for God is um, giving you healing and freedom. And when we have healing and freedom, then, then everything else is, uh, 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 the way we see things and, um, uh, life is just different when we have healing and freedom. So, and then, um, I just want to share that when I had, uh, when I met you, I could see bitterness and anger. It was just very, I, it was, I could discern it and I could see it in your face among other things. So, um, uh, I want to ask if you would, uh, talk about your relationship with your dad be, uh, um, at that point when I met you, uh, I just want to see, uh, I want to point out, uh, the, you know, the difference from before and, and now and what God has done in your life. So I just want to, uh, uh, this question is based on what. Uh, what came to my mind, what the Holy Spirit brought, uh, brought to mind during that time. So would you like to share on that, uh, your relationship with your dad and um, what it was like at that point and before that? Yeah, so the relationship with my dad, there wasn't really much. My dad left when I was three years old and um, it was just the, the typical divorce or not so much divorce because my mom wasn't married but they did a lot of the fighting for the core you know we didn't get to see him we, he would come around I remember the first year he did come around a lot because they had to do the court but um it was just always arguing he would just up and leave he lived in Texas and that's where he would come down from and then um so he left for a couple years he would show up maybe every five years six years and so we didn't really have a relationship. He didn't, he wouldn't call, we wouldn't talk on the phone. So if we would see him, it was when he would show up. And then I seen him again at my quinceanera, he was there for that. And then and the last time I seen him was when my daughter had turned one. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see him for six years after that. And so when I met you, I hadn't seen my dad. Yeah, he would occasionally talk or call randomly but it was never, never a conversation like that. Any kind of father-daughter talk, nothing. He never really asked about anything that we were going through. 
Right. So there was really no relationship. So, but there was anger. Oh yeah. I had a lot of resentment towards him because he left and he wouldn't call and, and to me. And then he had another family in Texas. So it was just, um, it was just that thought, like, how, how do you not, how do you not look for your kids? How do you not wonder if they've eaten or anything? Um, you know, especially us, we, we did become homeless at one point for a couple of years. So just being homeless and not having, well, my mom got lost in drugs. And so having, she had her boyfriends and so she would bring different guys around and, but it was just us trying to seek that father figure in our life. Right. And so um, how, uh, now that you're, uh, you mentioned your mom, tell me, tell us, talk about your, your relationship with your mom at that point as well. So when my mom, um, so she's always, she had five kids by the age of 21. So now being a mother, I can see how hard that was. But at the time she would, um, she would send all my brothers off. They all had somewhere to go either with their grandparents since we had different dads. They would go with their grandparents or my grandmother from my mom's side, but I was the only one that never really had anywhere to go. So she would keep me with her. Uh, but then she it started getting really hard for her when she got really lost on drugs. And so when I was in sixth grade, she drove to Texas and dropped us off, but we didn't know she was going to drop us off. So she abandoned us. Um, and from that point on, my relationship with my mom completely just fell apart. I, I felt abandoned, not only from my dad, but from my mom. And to, for my mom, it was a, it was more of a stronger bond with my mom, because I was the only one that would stay around with her. But then mm -hmm. after when I came back, when I was in eighth grade, she was still lost in drugs. Uh, so I kind of felt angry that what was yeah. the point of her leaving us if she was still going to be lost in drugs and it didn't get any better that's when it got even worse from us being homeless and her just leaving us around in different homes but that was since we were little um ever since wow. we were little she would leave us in different yeah. homes which caused uh which caused for me to get molested through all those years from yeah. the age of four to the age of 11. Wow. Yeah. I can see that. And even confusion, perhaps because uh, her um, leaving you and taking to uh, leaving you in different places, uh, the instability and be mm -hmm. taking you to your dads and leaving you there uh, probably brought a lot of confusion as well. And um, so uh, all of these things, um, uh, there are a lot of, um, I'm sure that there are a lot of other people with um, this, this a story similar to yours. And for those of you out there who are listening and you perhaps have been, um, have been abandoned or feel abandoned uh, by your parents or one of your parents, or, or you got to see the, um, the conflict between uh, your parents, um, those are all not, they're not, they are not good things. And so uh, when I uh, uh, first, uh, when I first started uh, speaking into Sonia's life, um, 
I, I knew that there, there was a connection there that uh, there was um, um, something to do with, with the parents, but specifically with the father. So you see the father is the, um, is the, the protector. And um, so that, that's how as when we are children, we see the father as the protector and he is the protector. And so uh, what I, uh, uh, what I felt that Sonia needed to do, what I felt that you needed to do Sonia was to, uh, go to your dad and make amends and um you know sometimes I want to say something about that and because some of you who may be listening may say no way <laughs> never like that is or, or or you may be thinking something uh along the lines but I want I want to say to you uh that um First of all, I know that sometimes pride can get in the way and uh, we don't want to. Uh, we just even shut the door on that possibility. But um, uh, many times people will not go there because uh, they feel that they will lose. They have more to lose. They will lose their pride, uh, one, and they will... Uh, they, they will, they have more to lose, but the reality is, I want to say to you, when you take that step of that you think is losing in, rea in reality, you are losing, but you are gaining more. You're actually winning, winning. So um, uh, when you, um, when you win, when you take that step of uh, you are gaining, you are winning your freedom, you are winning um, um, restoration, you are winning um, uh, much more, you're winning healing when you take that step and, uh, and you do not allow uh, pride to set in to, um, to stop you from, from doing this. And uh, I want to say this and, um, uh, and, you know, because we all have all been wounded and uh, parents are not perfect. And uh, they, um, they have their own issues. And um, I, I just wanna say this as an example. Uh, my mother, uh, she, I, I never knew this until a few years ago. And uh, she had uh, had uh, something happen to her where her, her dad, her father, my grandfather, um, tried to attempted to hang her, literally hang her, and uh, with a rope. And uh, she was being ministered to. And I had just happened uh, at church uh, years uh, a few years ago, and I just happened to be the one standing behind her. Uh, and I heard when she said that, and I was uh, I, I couldn't believe it, of course. But then I. I realized that um, that people who have been uh, uh, um, who have gone through difficult situations for like in the case of my my mom, uh, when they uh, when their own children are experiencing um, um, abuse or or, or anything, uh, any type of abuse or are going through through difficult uh, situations, the parent usually, who has already experienced that will not um, will not recognize um, the when things uh, when something like that is happening, and so 
Um, anyway, I kind of uh, went off the, the subject, but uh, what I wanted to say is that uh, forgiveness is very important. And so I just thought that it, it was necessary for you, Sonia, to, to do that. And um, the key is forgiveness. And I, I want you to know that, that forgiveness is, uh, feels like, uh, like when you have a thorn uh, in uh, your finger and, you know, it, it, it was painful to get there to get into your finger and into your thumb and and just the thought of it pulling it out is even painful just the thought alone and so um uh, sometimes we are afraid of of that of the of the of pain because we have already been wounded we have already been hurt and so uh um but i want to say but the moment that you take that thorn out of your finger Yes, it's going to be painful for that moment, but after that, uh, it, it it would be it will be worth it. Um, the, so, um, so I want to say that. Um, tell me or tell us, uh, Sonia, what um, after I I brought I mentioned to you the whole thing with making amends with your dad. Tell us uh, about that, uh, about that experience and what you did. Well, just uh, when you did mention it, I, it, I don't know what, I didn't know what to feel, honestly. I think it was more like, okay, am I ready for this? Because before even talking to my, about my dad would bring me to tears, would bring me to this place of, uh, I don't know, um, just loneliness, like, did I really want to build a relationship with someone? And I think that's what typically happens. We usually say, well, do I want to build a relationship with someone that didn't want to build a relationship with me? And we tend to put ourselves back into that mindset of, well, if they didn't do it, I'm not going to be the one to do it because they're the parents. And what really helped me out a lot was one, I was already walking with the Lord for a year. And two, I had my daughter myself. And so I got to experience loving my daughter and being loved by my heavenly father, even go, even after doing all the things that I had done, which the partying and the drugs and everything. And I started to realize that my dad as well was human too. And him and my mom had us so young. And um, so when you mentioned it, uh, I decided to do it. So I did, I, I took my daughter with me. It was her first time, um, well, he had met her when she was one, but she didn't remember that. And another reason why I even took her was because she started growing resentment towards him, not even knowing him. She kind of felt, well, I already have a grandpa, which is my stepdad. So why do I have to go visit him? And then my mom started putting stuff in her head as well, saying that that wasn't her grandpa. And so I kind of explained to her that we were going to go see him and we did we went to see him he he greeted me with open arms um i think he was just so unaware of how much he had damaged us and how much he had damaged me personally so it was just a great time to talk to him about it and just to see how clueless he was mm-hmm. uh and the pain that he had caused me was just you know, we both brought, we both got healing from that. We, I talked to him about him abandoning us and, and just questioned why he, why he never looked for us. 
why he just up and left. So he did get to explain to me the issues that him and my mom had and how he tried, but he just kind of gave up after a while because he didn't want to be arguing and having those issues. Um, so we did, I stayed out there for two weeks. I got to meet my, my stepmom and my little brothers and sisters. He has two kids. Well, he, I have a total of four stepbrothers. Um, and we got to hang out and talk. And when I came back, I really was like, okay, this is, this is good. I, I, felt, I, I forgave him. I actually had forgiven him at the encounter that I had went with, with, with you. Um, mm -hmm. And that's when I got to, I had someone stand in the gap for him, stand there and I got to express myself. So going to really see my dad was a lot easier. Mm -hmm. But when I left, I, I left so happy. Okay, like this is this is good. I feel good. I feel a weight off my shoulders. And I was able to really see um, just my walk with God differently as well because I kind of put a lot of my feelings of how my earthly father was to how my godly father would be. I mean, my heavenly father would be. Yeah. And um, everything was good. But then he wouldn't reply back to my text. He wouldn't call again and it made me go back into that shell but having the lord by my side was so it was so big for me to understand that my dad was still human my dad was still going through his own issues that i wasn't to lean on my dad's love but rather lean on god's love um and so i kept texting him i, I wouldn't give up on that and he started replying back more. He apologized, you know, for not replying back. And I just kept working on that relationship with him. When uh, you, after you did that, and after a, a, a few things that, that, um, that um, we did and that I spoke to you. And during the uh, time that I, um, that the Lord uh, ministered to you and, um, that I, after a while, I, I was able to see a change in your face. I could see uh, like a completely different change, but you didn't have that. I could not see that bitterness and I can, couldn't see the, that anger. You had a, a different attitude. And uh, so I knew that the Lord was doing uh, something in, in your life. And I just want to say that um, um, there, uh, you know, when we don't have our parents, uh, uh, God created us. Um, he, God in his wisdom, he uh, created us in such a way that the mom um, uh, is responsible for uh, give, doing, uh, nurturing us. And that dad is, um, he's the one who gives us uh, a sureness. He, uh, that uh, when we grow up, we um, have confidence and he assures us that when we are uh, little girls or, or for the little boys um, that they ha have that confidence when they grow up. And so um, no one can take the, the, the role of the dad or the mom. Mm -hmm. And so when we don't have that, when we don't have uh, our parents in our, our, in our uh, childhood, especially from birth to seven years, those are the years that uh, we are formed, that our foundation is formed. And uh, so for you, you had uh, 
all you know abandonment and your your dad left and uh for like with many other uh people even uh children boys and girls where that is a critical time because um if you don't have uh for example like sonia she didn't have uh, the affection from her mom and dad then uh it was easy for her to go and uh find that affection uh and that's one thing find that affection in 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 the guys and uh another thing is and this is very critical pay attention to this if you're listening um because this happened uh it happened to me and it happened to sonia it happens it happens to a lot of uh people when you do not have the uh you don't know what if you don't have the love of your parents, your mom, you don't know what love is that, that then when you grow up, um, you can easily get confused. And that is a danger that is dangerous. And Sonia, I'd like uh, for you to share on that, um, on your, um, you know, um, how you relate to what I'm talking about in relation to your life of, um, of sin. So not having my mom's love as well as my dad's, um, you know, my mom never saying I love you or having my dad in my life really was, it was, um, it was big. It was big because as soon as I started growing older, I started seeking it in men or, or guys. And so I had my first boyfriend at 14, um, and we, we, that's my daughter's dad. We dated throughout high school and up until the age of 20, but it wasn't a good relationship. Uh, it was very abusive for me. I can, I thought loving to show somebody love was I, I had to stay through it because that was one thing, you know, my dad was very abusive towards my mom. And that's, those are the last memories that I would have of my dad, you know, beating my mom, and uh, so I stuck around for so long and in, I would just express myself like that. Once we left, once me and my, my daughter's dad split, that was the way I would show love. If, if, if I wanted to show a guy love, it was like, okay, well, I guess I'm supposed to sleep with them. That's, that's what I do. Or, you know, I got deep into the drugs because one of my ex-boyfriends use that term against me oh well if you love me you'll do you'll do drugs with me and so to me was like okay that's what I'm supposed to do that's that's what love is I'm supposed to show them and so yeah I ended up trying you know drugs and 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 then I got lost in it and um it just was a cycle you know oh if you love me you do this if you love me and so every time I I did it was like I got hurt even more and then I would just try to keep them around by showing that because of the abandonment issue, it was like, okay, well, I don't want to be left alone anymore. So I would, I would just, you know, sleep with them or, you know, do drugs or hang out with them and stuff. And so not the, having that lack of love made me just seek it so much. And, and so with this earthly love, it's that conditional love. Okay. I love you if you do this for me. And that was one thing that I didn't comprehend. It was like, okay, well, I'm going to do everything they ask for so that they don't leave me. Not understanding that God's love is unconditional. No matter what I would do, he would continue to love me. And so I didn't know that then. 
but now I do. But that that is that is so big for so many girls, even for men as well. They when we lack that love, we we seek it in in other people or friendships that are not even healthy for us, in sex, in just in return. If we do this, then maybe they'll love us more. Right. I should. That's very common that that happens a lot. And again, it, it, it has a lot to do um, with uh, the bringing up. And I, I'm glad that you uh, said all of these things. And I, I want to mention uh, scripture, a scripture that's really important. And it's 1 Corinthians 6, 18. And, it, and that scripture says, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does outside of is outside the body, but he who commits sexual morality sins against his own body. I don't know um, if uh, this is, uh, this really speaks um, about what you're saying. And uh, so uh, when we sin, uh, when we uh, commit sexual morality, we are sinning against our own body and uh, the example is a perfect example is what you just said. We are sinning and it just becomes, uh, um, um, it's, uh, it, it begins to, um, it, it's just like what you're saying right now. So, it, it, um, if you don't do this, uh, you're already sinning against, you know, you're already committing sin and, and, and so, you tangle yourself up into all these other things, drugs and, um, and alcohol to please, um, you know, to please somebody. And uh, here's one thing about this as um, in second, in first Timothy four, two, it says uh, it talks about a seared conscience. And um, so when we are caught up and we are feeding uh, our, uh, we are, um, we are um, doing these things, uh, um, you know, sleeping around uh, pretty soon, uh, our, our, our conscience gets, uh, it becomes seared. And, um, and we can no longer hear God uh, telling us we don't have any more conviction because conviction comes from God. We no longer feel the conviction. We no longer hear uh, God's voice saying that it's wrong because, um, because, um, you know, because we've, we've been doing it so much that even our conscious conscience is seared. And so that's a perfect example of, uh, sinning against our own selves or against our own bodies, what you just explained. And so, um, you know, uh, if you are listening and, um, you, have a, someone that can benefit from this, uh, please um, pass this on to them. And um, God wants to uh, do something in your life. And uh, a lot of times the reason why there's so much sleeping around, uh, well, not a lot of times, the reasons why there's sleeping around, there's drug use and there's so much sin. Uh, and, is because of things, uh, uh, experiences uh, like what Sonia is talking about today, experience things from my, our childhood and um, perhaps abandonment or whatever it is, or you didn't uh, receive the 
uh, affection of your parents, uh, your, your dad wasn't there to give you a sureness. Uh, so um, if you, here's what I want to say to you listening. If you, if this sounds familiar to you, I want to encourage you to reach out to someone, uh, uh, someone, or you could reach out to me at regenerated.com and uh, get, reach out or do what you have to do, do your part, because when you do your part, you are, you're doing it for yourself, you to set yourself free, to bring freedom to yourself. Forgiveness is a key. Remember that forgiveness is key. And, um, and it's a key that will bring freedom to you, a lot of freedom, it will set you free. So uh, with this, I want to I wanna thank you, Sonia, for having the courage to, to share. It's not easy. It, it isn't easy to share our, our past um, lives of sin. But God, um, that's why Jesus died on the cross to redeem us of our sins and cleanse us uh, and to never remember our sins anymore. So I want to thank you. And is there anything else you want to share? Uh, yeah, just, uh, just touching back on that. Um, I feel like now, especially in our, in our age, marriage is frowned upon. And even for me, it was something that I, I didn't get to see till my mom, till I was older and my mom got married, but just seeing that we feel that it's normal. It, it's custom to the world to be having sex before marriage and, you know, have sex so you can try it out. And then if you like that person and that's how you fall in love with them. And so it, it's just so, it's so important, especially for, you know, for girls to understand that even if you have already sinned and gotten into rap with your boyfriend or whatever it is, that we are forgiven from that. And it doesn't mean that we keep doing it. Uh, just now that that's that's something that's so major to me that I am saving myself for marriage and when I do tell people it, it is more of a mockery like oh you've already had a baby you already had sex you but that doesn't mean but yeah that is right but now I know what Jesus did on that cross for me mm -hmm. and now I know the way he sees me and he sees me yes. as his his perfect princess and he wants me to just take care of my body he wants to cleanse my body and that was definitely something that I never really understood and um I can't blame my mom for it I, at, at one point I did well why didn't she teach me how was she supposed to teach me when she wasn't taught that and mm -hmm. so now I want to teach it to my daughter and explain to her that it's so precious that once you are in marriage you get to share that that with your husband and so I just highly um just encourage you to, to just like Sarah said, reach out to someone and, and don't look at it while well, I'm already so lost in it. There's no hope. There's so much hope that that's the big difference with, with our earthly father or earthly mother, anyone earthly that God forgives us and he doesn't see it like that. He, he sees us so perfect in his eyes, so clean in his eyes that we need to lean on him. We need to reach out to him. And so I, I just encourage that to find your love in Christ and not in, in men, regardless of what your parents have done. It's, it's time for you to start a new chapter, to start to write a new book. And so I just, I just want to thank you, Sarah, for having me. It is, it is hard to speak of that 
specific area in my life because it's shameful. It's looked upon as shameful and, and, um, I, I was lost in shame, but I have been redeemed and I, and I'm just, I just hope that this reaches the ears and the hearts of, of many young girls and even men or, or boys. Cause, uh, it, yeah. it's, it's big. It, I, sexual sin is the one thing that will completely rob you of so much. And so I just want to thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm glad. Thank you. And, uh, since you mentioned that, um, um, yeah, it's important. I want to mention this because uh, I just thought of something and, um, you know, uh, two things. Um, one, uh, walking uh, your, with God and, and living in purity, it, you maybe along the way it, during your life, uh, it was talked about as something boring or what as something negative. Mm-hmm that Satan uh, used it to uh, uh, impress it upon you in a negative way, but it actually, it's so beautiful and there's so many things uh, good that come from it and you would just have to experience it on your own to know. Uh, and uh, so, um, you know, it's something that you want to think about. Um, uh, purity is a beautiful thing. And also, um, I'm recalling a uh, pastor who was talking about to his congregation about one uh, uh, a, a student that was, uh, he was a student at a university and the student came to him uh, telling him that, um, or actually, let me back up for a minute. Uh, the the uh, this student was uh, hanging around with uh, the wrong people and he uh, slept with this girl. He had a one night stand with a girl and um, this girl was sleeping around with guys and girls. And uh, so he slept with her. And next thing you know, he's feeling, he, he went to his pastor and told him, I don't know what's going on with me, but I'm feeling attracted to men. And so uh, his pastor asked him who has, had he been sleeping with? And I, I want you to know that um, who we sleep with makes it, I mean, it's part of what I said. Uh, um, you, when we are, when we are um, sleeping with people uh, with different, uh, we are having uh, sex with different people, we are becoming one with that person. So we share with whatever they are carrying, even evil spirits. So um, I think that this was the case of this guy uh, that he went and he did uh, have sex with the wrong girl. And, um, and, and so he was feeling attracted to, to men. He was sharing with the same spirits with this, uh, the, he was sharing, he became one with this girl. So he was sharing with, uh, with, even though it was a one night stand, he was sharing with what she was carrying. And so, uh, you know, it's best, it's best when we don't know who's carrying what, it doesn't matter if they look uh, nice or if they come from a good family, we don't know uh, what they, what they are carrying. So um, we can go and pick up all these things from all these people and all their partners that they, that they were with. And that's not a good thing. So 
I want to leave you with that. And I want to encourage you um, to forgive. Okay. And thank you so much for listening. And uh, uh, I will invite Sonia again for another time to talk about something different. So thank you all for listening and, and we'll talk to you soon and God bless you all.